Welcome to Bradley's Micro Board Review, where we try to make your board's review for microbiology a little less painful. But, I mean, we're not magicians or anything. This still sucks. Today is May 15th, and we're going to talk about two gram-negative cocci, Neisseria meningitidis and Neisseria gonorrhea. Neisseria meningitidis is a common cause of meningitis in young adults. Infected patients will present with the classic triad for meningitis, fever, stiff neck, and cognitive changes. Uniquely, this infection can cause the formation of a petechial or purpuric rash. About 20% of patients will progress to a meningococcal septicemia, mostly caused by the lipooligosaccharide, or LOS, that resides in the outer membrane of Neisseria meningitidis. This molecule is very similar to lipopolysaccharide, or LPS, in other gram-negative organisms. These molecules are called endotoxins because they are extremely good at making the immune system angry. When the immune system becomes activated by these endotoxins through TLR4 recognition, it induces a huge pro-inflammatory response, initiating a cytokine storm and causing septic shock. This infection can lead to a rare complication called Waterhouse-Fredrickson syndrome, which is when the adrenal glands are damaged to the point that the patient begins to have symptoms of adrenal insufficiency. To diagnose, take a normally sterile fluid like the cerebrospinal fluid and culture on chocolate auger. Neisseria species can only grow on this auger because the organism needs nutrients inside blood cells but doesn't have any hemolysins. Therefore, the chocolate auger provides those nutrients. The Thayer-Martin auger or the VPN auger are specialized augers that have antibiotics to specifically grow only Neisseria species. Patients who have C5 or C9 MAC complement deficiencies are more susceptible to Neisseria species infections because of the inability of this complex to anchor into the cell wall. Patients with sickle cell disease, patients who smoke, or patients who live in crowded conditions like dorms are all at increased susceptibility for acquiring this infection. Treat adults with meningococcal disease with ceftriaxone treat children with cefetoxamine. There are four types of vaccines available in the U.S. against meningococcal disease. There are two conjugate vaccines that contain several versions of the polysaccharide capsular antigens. It doesn't cover all the possible serotypes, so it is possible to have Neisseria meningitidis as a normal floral agent, but those serotypes are much less likely to be pathogenic. There are also two recombinant vaccines available, which focus only on the type B antigen. Gonorrhea is caused by an infection with Neisseria gonorrhea. This will cause a discharge from the cervix or penis, but is most often asymptomatic. About 95% of the cases are asymptomatic. The discharge is usually thin, watery, and has a bad smell. It is the second most common sexually transmitted disease in the U.S. The first is chlamydia, by far. Transmission of gonorrhea is typically through sexual contact that is not protected by a barrier. This is, can be a condom, a glove, etc. And infects the cervix or penis. 
However, it can also be passed through sexual contact to other areas. It can cause pharyngitis if spread to the throat, and it can cause anal infection if spread to that area. If the infected patient is pregnant, the infection can be passed to the neonate during vaginal labor and cause ophthalmia neonatorum, or form of conjunctivitis, which can lead to blindness if untreated. If passed to the neonate, it can also cause a systemic infection in those neonates. Diagnosing gonorrhea is vastly important because untreated gonorrhea can disseminate to other areas of the body. It can spread into the pelvis, peritoneum, and cause pelvic inflammatory disease, or Fitzhugh-Curtis syndrome. It can also cause a version of septic arthritis called gonococcal arthritis. Spread to the skin, it can cause the formation of pustules. Diagnosing gonorrhea involves a swab of the area, which is then sent for NAAT, which nearly always looks for at least chlamydial DNA too. If you suspect a drug-resistant strain of gonorrhea, you can send the sample for susceptibility testing. Neisseria species only grow on chocolate augers. When treating gonorrhea, you want to make sure to tell the patient to avoid any sexual contact until the treatment is complete. You should also tell them to get each of their sexual partners tested and treated for potential gonococcal infection as well. The CDC recommends that you should treat gonorrhea with cephalosporin and co-treat the patient with azithromycin for a potential chlamydia infection, since these two infections often happen together. A three-month follow-up is recommended to verify the organism has been cleared. Now let's take all that knowledge and bring it to the boards. A 32-year-old female presents to the emergency room in Ghana with a three-week history of fever and malaise. Vital signs reveal a temperature of 102. Past medical history is not relevant. Physical examination lacks abnormalities. Laboratory testing is negative for HIV and malaria. Her blood, white blood cell count was 12,400 cells per microliter, and her AST and ALT levels were high. Blood cultures reveal a non-hemolytic, creamy colony that was oxidase and catalase positive. NAAT revealed an infection with Neisseria gonorrhea. Which of the following augers most likely allowed the growth of this organism? Is it A, hectoan auger, B, eosin methylene blue auger, C, Thayer-Martin auger, or D, cysteine telluride auger. First, diagnose the patient. This patient is presenting with general malaise and fever in Ghana. She has no signs of obvious disease, but her laboratory values indicate a systemic infection. The medical professionals did the right thing in testing for malaria and HIV, eventually arriving at the diagnosis of disseminated gonorrhea. Choice A, hectoan auger, contains lactose, a pH indicator, and hydrogen sulfide. It prevents the growth of gram-positive organisms. E. coli ferments lactose and will make yellow colonies on this auger. Salmonella species do not ferment lactose and do not reduce sulfur, therefore it will produce blue colonies on this auger. Shigella species do not ferment lactose, but it can reduce sulfur, therefore it will produce black colonies on this auger. 
Choice B, eosinmethylene blue auger, also grows gram-negative bacteria. It contains the two dyes eosin and methylene blue and lactose and differentiates organisms based on how fast they ferment lactose. E. coli is an aggressive lactose fermenter and will produce a metallic green sheen on EMB auger. Salmonella species and Shigella species will produce colorless growth. All Neisseria species can only grow on different versions of chocolate augers. This is because they require the nutrients that are inside red blood cells, but they lack homolysins. Therefore, the auger has to have lysed red blood cells, which is what a chocolate auger is. It's not made of chocolate. Don't eat it. Thayer Martin and VPN augers are chocolate augers that have antibiotics that will help reduce contamination and select for Neisseria species growth. Choice D, cysteine telluride auger, is useful for isolating Carinobacterium diphtheriae, which will produce black colonies on this auger. Therefore, the correct answer is C, Thayer Martin auger. A 28-year-old male presents to the emergency room with a high fever for the past two days and a rash on the extremities for the last one day. Past medical history is not significant. Vital signs reveal a blood pressure of 80 over 30, a heart rate of 140, and a temperature of 103. Physical examination reveals a purpuric rash with associated ecchymosis on all four limbs. Kerning sign was negative. A skin biopsy of the purpuric lesions reveals gram-negative diplococcus. What is the most appropriate treatment? Is it A, vancomycin, B, penicillin, C, clotrimazole, D, ceftriaxone, or E, ciprofloxacin? First, diagnose the patient. The patient is presenting with a fever, severely low blood pressure, and a high heart rate, which, is, which suggests a state of septic shock. The only other clue is a purpuric and ecchymosis rash that covers the limbs. He doesn't have meningitis because the Kernigstein was negative. However, the skin biopsy revealed a gram-negative diplococcus. The only other organism that are gram-negative diplococcus are Neisseria species and Moraxella cateralis. Moraxella cateralis is a common cause of acute rhinosinusitis, but isn't known to cause major shock, shock syndromes. Of the Neisseria species, the two that are board relevant are Neisseria gonorrhea and Neisseria meningitidis. Neisseria gonorrhea can cause a skin rash if it disseminates, but this is more often a pustular rash instead of a purpuric rash. So the most likely causative agent is Neisseria meningitidis. Vancomycin would be appropriate if you suspected that this patient had methicillin-resistant Staphylococcus aureus, or MRSA, and is causing a toxic shock-like syndrome in this patient. However, the cause of toxic shock syndrome and toxic shock-like syndrome are Staph aureus and Streptococcus pyogenes, respectively. Both of these organisms are gram-positive cocci, which is not what was found in this patient. Choice B. If this was scarlet fever, which is caused by an infection with Streptococcus pyogenes, then you could treat this with a penicillin. However, this is not likely scarlet fever because the patient didn't present with a sore throat, isn't a young child, and doesn't have strawberry tongue. The rash for scarlet fever is commonly described as a sandpaper rash and isn't usually associated with purpura or ecchymosis. 
choice C, clotrimazole would be a great treatment against a fungal infection, especially if you suspected a tinea or ringworm infection. However, those rashes are erythematous along the edges with an area of blanching in the center. They are also typically very itchy. They are not usually accompanied by any systemic issues and certainly not shock, and they are usually not purpuric. Choice E, ciprofloxacin, would be a great choice for a salmonella species infection. Salmonella species can cause a diarrheal disease that produces a rose-colored macropapular rash if disseminated. However, this rash tends to start around the uh, belly button and spreads from there. It also doesn't usually form ecchymosis. This patient also doesn't have a history of recent diarrhea. Therefore, the correct answer is D, ceftriaxone. You can find our study calendar, a guide on how to study microbiology specifically for the boards, our contact email address, and references used to make this episode at thebradleylab.wordpress.com. If you found an error or would like to discuss any of this information, please leave us a voice message in the show notes. If you appreciated this episode, please subscribe and tell a friend. This podcast is now available on Apple Podcasts, and it would be a big help for us if you could submit a review. This podcast was written and edited by me, Jillian Bradley. See you tomorrow. Treat children with cefoxetine. Cefox... Cephotasamine. Cephotasamine.